Welcome to Authentic Living with Roxanne on Global Voice Radio. Join Roxanne Durhaj and her thought-provoking conversations, the catalyst to live your life to the fullest. Thompson, CEO of Global Broadcasting, LLC, and Global Voice Radio. And today it is my pleasure to have Roxanne Deer Hodge, one of our Global Voice Radio hosts. Uh, Roxanne hails from Ontario, Canada, so I'm so excited to have her as part of Global Voice Radio. And even though she's currently living in Canada. She is actually from Trinidad. So it's great to have this international personality as part of Global Voice Radio. And Roxanne has a very interesting and varied career. Uh, Roxanne is a best-selling author. She is a relationship expert, a radio talk show host, a therapist, coach, and founder of Authentic Voice Publishing. And I'm very excited to have time to introduce Roxanne to all of her uh, listeners, to the other hosts on Global Voice Radio. And I am definitely looking forward to hearing what Roxanne has to share with all of us on her show, Authentic Living with Roxanne. So, Roxanne, welcome. I'm so excited for you to be here. I'm excited for our past conversations, getting to know you. And like I said, I am just blessed that you have said yes to being part of Global Voice Radio. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, the opportunity just kind of unfolded, didn't it, when we were talking, because I thought we were just going to talk about uh, resilience, I believe, and uh, it just naturally led to you and I coming up with the idea that I should uh, join the your uh, your conglomerate conglomerate of radio shows. So I was very, 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 very humble to be asked, and um, I looking I'm looking forward to the opportunity and um, being able to to really spread my word um, about the things that are important to me in the world. So thank you so much, Denise. So things to start off our conversation uh, about you, about your uh, journey, your business, and of course, Authentic Living with Roxanne, your show on Global Voice Radio. Let's talk a little bit about you and, and your journey in bringing you where you are today. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting thing now that I have to talk about. I really have to think about it, but, um, you know, I often say that uh, my little brain kind of came up with the idea of helping when I was about 11. I, I grew up in uh, Trinidad and Tobago, like you had said, a little Caribbean island, um, and I went to an all-girls school, and which I loved. It really helped, you know, in retrospect, I look back and I see the, the significance that, that having um, that camaraderie and that connection really impacted my life because at that point there was uh some uncertainty at home with my parents marriage there, there was uh unfortunately unfortunately a bit of violence and you know things i had uh, five siblings and you know my parents you know i 
did the best they could. But what I found is that at that point, I needed somebody to talk to. But guess what? You know, what? where does an 11-year-old go? I mean, I think they had counselors, uh, but I don't even really remember talking to anybody. So I felt the need to really share um, with my friends. Uh, and we would do that on lunchtime. But what I started to realize is that not only did I feel better, but I also could offer that ear to my friends and they felt better. And I kind of like started to really find an affinity to sharing and also um, listening and helping. And uh, then I thought, I wonder if I could do this for a living, you know, at, you know, 11, 12 years old, not really realizing that it was something that I could do. But as I went on and um, really focused in on psychology, I realized, wow, I'm, I, can, I can help people. So that's where the birth of, of becoming a psychotherapist really started when I was 11 or 12 years old. So, you know, one of the things that was so interesting about us connecting is the similarities in our backgrounds and how we started off as therapists, clinicians, and then as our uh, professional life evolved, we are where we are today. But so tell me a little bit about how you came to Canada. Well, you know what, the reality was that um, my parents, and I'm, I'm so grateful, and I think one of the uh, inserts that I wrote for uh, your, your new book on gratitude is I, they recognize the value of knowledge and education in the world. So they, um, they, they both themselves hadn't had the privilege of going on to school and really wanted to educate all of their children. So what happened was, you know, at, at quite a young age, they thought, well, we're going to send them all the way to school. Uh, there was one university on the island and, you know, they wanted other options. So they sent us all the way to Canada to go to school at that point. And that's kind of how I ended up in Canada um, at that time and went to University of Toronto, um, did a criminal, criminology and psychology degree, um, and then moved on and did my grad school in uh, counseling where I just, you know, I, I did have a job out of uh, my undergrad, but what I realized is I was getting kind of bored. I actually was in business um, with my partner at the time, and I was good at it, but I was kind of like, is this all there is? Because I was 21 with my first degree. And then I started grad school, and what had started to happen is I realized, wow, my passion really is people. Not that you don't get it in, in business, but I wasn't getting the same kind of feeding of my soul that I really started to get when I went back to grad school. And that's where I said, oh, you know, uh, business is all well and good. However, my passion is really to help others and um, going on to be, uh, you know, a therapist that specialized in, in marriage and family therapy. Um, and then I kind of took the route that a lot of therapists do. I ended, I started in trauma frontline with the police. Um, at 21, you know, I thought, what, you know, what, what am I doing? But like, wow, what a place to start. And boy, did I ever figure out uh, what I was wired to do. And I had the certain elements that made it, uh, made me capable of um, seeing some things that were really um, difficult, but being able to cope and, and be able to help. So that's, that was kind of my forage in. And then kind of went from situation to situation like you, where I ended up in corporate consulting because 
you know, I wanted, I wanted to try everything in the field, right? I taught, I was in trauma, I was a family therapist and all those things. And then the corporate consulting opened my eyes where, and I went on to work with one of the biggest corporate consulting firms in Canada, um, where I manage up to 40, 50 companies uh, with different sectors. And then, um, you know, kind of after that evolution, uh, decided to go out on my own and start my own consulting business where the, where the book kind of, uh, birthed that whole idea and here we are today talking to each other about speaking and consulting and coaching one of the things we could never have imagined the path that we have had i mean you grew up in trinidad an island in the caribbean i grew up in a small town in iowa and you know here we are uh, talking internationally, right? Canada to Texas. Right. Talking about sharing our voice, sharing our messages globally on Global Voice Radio. We never would have imagined that. And I, one of the things I see us being able to do is to show other women and men that there really is no one way. There is really nothing to stop anyone from creating a life even though we didn't know what we wanted to create i mean i think both of us love our lives now and we were so excited about what is going on in our lives we are modeling for others because we came from situations that were common right i wasn't born with a lot of money um i've worked you have worked we have achieved and that's one thing with sharing our message we help others to achieve also. And I think that's so, so important because I often said, you know, that little girl um, that felt alone, uh, that wanted help is real and so, so relatable to so many children in the world um, that they don't know where to reach out. And I think being able to share, I think what, when you see someone like myself or yourself when I'm on stage and um, the perception is like you've never been through anything. And I think that's what um, the whole idea of a therapist insider's guide my book was based on because what I intuitively did is um, I analyzed my own life. So I thought, here we are, right? Like, you know, people see you and they perceive that there's nothing. You know, how did you get there? Not recognizing that it's been a journey. It's been great, but I've had my potholes also. And to really, I want the average person that self-doubts themselves, that have had stuff happen, whether man, woman, or child, to be able to say, I have a goal or I have a dream and I can achieve it regardless of where I came from. I am not what I was exposed to and there are things that can be done to be able to build that internal muscle to be able to achieve the things in life. You just have to figure out you know, what are the anchors along the way that I need to hold on to because they're always there to be able to help me, help me along. And I know I had immense help along the way and I'm always looking to, for others to be able to help them along. So hopefully, um, you know, in my show, but also all the other shows on, on, on your network will be, allow people to recognize that anything is possible, really anything is possible. And, but you just really have to break it down. You got to get around really good people and you got to stay connected because you know, those kind of, you know, crazy monkeys in the brain exist in all our lives, but what you do with it to be able to quiet your mind, um, that really becomes uh, vitally important. Right. 
one of the things that came to mind as you were talking and you, you talked about having people around you, staying connected, and we need to ask for support and ask for what we need and what we want. Now, maybe the person we're talking to isn't able to give that to us. There could be a referral out of that. Or we then learn, okay, that avenue is not as helpful as I thought for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I can now go to the next avenue. I can now go to the next person. And oftentimes, and I think we see this more in women than in men, we are not asking for that. What the support or the referrals or the mentoring or sometimes we are not willing to spend money for the professional guidance and mentoring and coaching to help us along. And absolutely. And what we know, um, obviously, in the field is that when we're down, our instinct is to kind of shy away, right? We want to close down. We want to protect. But really what resilience is about is about opening up. It's about you recognizing that none of us can do it alone. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there's people out there saying, well, you know, lucky for you, you've always had someone. And when I tell my story, when I was that young, even though I was around people, I didn't get what I needed without asking. Um, so whether it's talking to a friend or reaching out to a colleague or those types of things, so it's, it's, it's the power of learning to use that voice, which is the concept of, of your your network and my show because what happens is you know I'll, I'll give you an example you know um just recently i was you know thinking about doing a lot more speaking and i thought you know who am i going to talk to so i picked one of the biggest um speakers i could find and he was you know a friend of a friend so indirectly and i reached out and this man lives in in england he took the time you took an hour of his time to be able to sit with me across the pond and share his wisdom of 25 years of being in the in the in the world of speaking. So what I recognize is like once you get, you know, it's it's difficult at first, right? Because you think, you know, who am I? Who's gonna take the time? But there's so many people in the world that are see the world as being abundant. There is so much for all of us. There's that and some. And when you actually, you know, find the nerve to say, you know, I've seen you, I've seen what you've done. Wow, I'm inspired. Would you mind? What you'll generally find is four times out of five, those people will take the time. And before you know it, you've kind of met someone new. And then, you know, that opens up a whole other door to other possibilities that you weren't even thinking about when you started to ask for the assistance in the first place. So that's kind of what's happening with my career. It's kind of, if I thought there was something, I thought, wow, I wonder if I can do that. And then I connected with someone and then they said, of course you can do that. I've been doing it for years. So I think it's that connection and that natural ability to recognize that the more that I reach out in whatever capacity, um, it gets easier and you actually find the right people to surround yourself with in the world. Like think of the people that I'm around in the world now based on what all the changes that I've made in my life in the last seven years and that's what I dreamt about. That's what I visualized. I dreamt about myself speaking internationally. I dreamt about being able to get on stage, you know, with the people like Les Browns of the world. I, dream, I dreamt about being able to help the average person, things I hadn't done before, 
you know, before I, I thought about it in my brain. So there's the element of connection, but there's, the, there's also the element of, you know, telling yourself that this is possible and taking the steps, small, daily, important steps that make things happen. You know, I think I, one of the things I, that was so is the fact is taking those small steps. We don't want to be overwhelmed by looking at the whole picture or thinking, well, how many years would that take me to accomplish that end goal? Because we can start today putting pieces of the puzzle together. We exactly when we create a puzzle. We put it together piece by piece. We put together the foundational parts of the puzzle, the foundational steps of our life to achieve what that end goal may be. And every step we take is part of our achievement and is part of building us to where we want to be. So Roxanne, talk a little bit about your decision to write your book in that process. Well, what happened is I was always doing a lot, um, uh, you know, and sometimes that could be um, a good and a bad thing. So there's always, a, you know, a yin and a yang. So at the time I, um, I had a young son, he was, uh, at that time he was eight. Uh, there had been concerns in my marriage, I would say, I would say about seven years or nine years in, you know, kind of getting pregnant with him. But my ex and I were kind of tried to work things out. It was not so good. Um, I was excelling at my, my corporate consulting situation. I had great friendships, I had great family relations. Life was pretty good, but there was one gaping hole um, that I kind of tried to figure out, you know, how can I make the changes? But what started to happen was that um, there was a couple of significant things that happened. Things were tough. At home, my son was a, a complete blessing. Um, but then, obviously, the pressures of being parents and, and being married, that was waning. I was, um, you know, in Toronto one day, and uh, I was walking out of a corporate meeting. I got knocked out by a complete stranger. I mean, physically knocked out. Okay. And I often say is, you know, if there are angels, I think that angel may have been a dark angel, but that catapulted mm -hmm. changes in my life that has never stopped changing from that day. So that happened, then I physically had to, you know, my, my jaw had to be realigned, those steps. The, the concern is, it was not somebody I knew, it was just somebody that was not well. And in my kind of slowing down uh, physically and starting to really kind of look at what was happening at home, it really started to make me recognize I needed to do something differently. A couple of months later, my, I, lost, uh, my, I got a severance package for my corporate consulting job, which was a big thing. So then finally I started to slow down in the even more. And then I started to listen more about what I needed to do to make changes in my life. And then I left um, my marriage. I had said, you know, I can't do this anymore. There had been a separation and reconciliation, but I think I recognized that the, it was actually getting worse. It wasn't getting better, but going through those, that process, what I did is I oftentimes compensated on all the other positive thing areas in my life. And I was kind of defocusing on the one area that I should have been focusing on. So in slowing down, that's what happened. I wrote about it and people go, well, you know, most people kind of, you know, fall up in a ball and they, you know, don't see, I said, well, I intuitively, because I'm a connector, I connected with people and then I thought, okay, well now I don't have a job. My marriage has ended. 
okay, so I got to do something. And then I was also hurting, obviously, after I've been with my partner since I was 18. And I was at that time 44. My life was, guess what? It, it was changed. And I just had to catch, kind of catch up with what, what I was going to do. So I started to write about it. And I, then kind of the idea of, well, why don't just write it from the perspective of, of a psychotherapist um, that have seen relationships from the front line all the way up to CEOs. But I changed where I analyzed my own life like I was the patient. And you can see at the cover of the book, there's a picture of me, but there's also a picture of someone, the back of someone's head. That's actually me. So I wanted to show people that, you know what, I've been through things and even I had a blind spot. So what I, want, what I did is I analyzed all relationships and I came up with what I call a blueprint where you could look at every area of your life and the areas that aren't working for you, there's uh, steps where you can actually create changes by exercises and things that I have you explore. And that's kind of what happened. It kind of started to be a diary and then it ended up into a book. And then kind of that's how this, you know, my consulting business started. You know, one of the Roxanne that provided is the authenticity of looking at your life. And oftentimes as therapists and coaches, that's difficult for us to do. Well, first of all, we don't really want to admit that we have problems. Mm -hmm. To help everybody else. <laughs> right. And sometimes we're like, well, wait a minute, I have all this knowledge. I know I shouldn't be angry or I shouldn't be depressed because I can do these exercises, but we're human. And you've allowed in your book therapists, coaches, doctors, nurses, anyone that sometimes we put up barriers or we create the idea that we are stronger than anybody else to acknowledge that we are the same as anyone else. We might know more tips and tricks to get out of negative emotions, but that doesn't mean that we don't have them. Absolutely. And I think my example in the book is, and I am openly honest. So in every exercise, I actually work through the, every exercise where I tell people what I was thinking or feeling or going through emotionally and, and you know, and then engage them. So really, to some degree, I said, you know what, here I am. If you were to see me and not know me, there is no way in heck you would have known I was going through any of these things. So that element of we, I am a better coach uh, and helper now because I was real with myself. So the depth that I'm able to get to with people to allow them to create the changes has, been, has gotten to an even more profound level. And we are people first. Yes, we have you know, lots of, you know, uh, credentials behind our names. But at the end of the day, I wanted people to look at me and say, wow, if she can go through this and she can make the changes, um, you know, why can't I? Because we all can, you know, as we know, every neuron can be changed based on pathways that are in our brain. So gone are the days where we believe that, you know, I'm done by the time I'm six, we now recognize till the, the day, till the day we die, that you know those pathways in our brains that fire together wire together so what what a great time to be doing the things that we're doing in the world because you know someone that is maybe going through something tough that sees no way out if they can connect like you said um if they don't have it around them reach out there's always someone in the world that will take that time um that allows us to to, to feel connected again regardless of what's happening in their lives
One of the things that you just mentioned about creating new neural pathways is in some ways the premise of live in gratitude daily. And you are now a contributing co-author to the book because it talks about our mindset. It talks about creating the mindset and lifestyle of gratitude, which affects all of our body. So we can change from seeing lack, seeing competition, seeing the glass empty or half full, to understanding that there can be a lesson, growth, gratitude, learning, and appreciation and thankfulness for everything in our life. And not that it occurs the very moment something happens. I mean, we're going to we're going to go through all of those other human emotions, but at a certain point, by creating an understanding of gratitude and how quickly we can switch our thoughts to gratitude, we're creating those new pathways in our brain, which affects our thoughts and our mind, so that we are more positive. And gratitude has shown to be helpful with resiliency. Absolutely, because at any, I mean, I often say to people, you know, I just saw a patient now and I said, we're going to get triggered till the day we die, right? Because a lot of people say, tell me how not to be stressed. And I go, all right, you want to get up, you want to get out of bed tomorrow, don't you? I said, because we all need to get up, have something to get up for, but we are going to be triggered and we are negative emotions are always going to be negative thoughts are always going to be there, but it's kind of like, where's the energy going? If you get repelled back into something that's tough, sit with it, learn the skills to deal with it, and then it, you don't have to spend as, as long. And every time you're able to come back a little bit quicker, that means you've adjusted your brain. Every time you sit in it, you reinforce it, but every time you pop out of it and do something, now the brain and the body has a different experience. It goes, whoa. I think I like this better. And then we might more than likely go to that. So that whole element of gratitude, um, you know, even I just uh, released a new edition of my book and I wrote the, uh, an epilogue. And I, what I talked about, it was all everything that I've been grateful for. Like even, you know, my separation in the 25 years with my ex, uh, you know, I looked at all the positive things. I went through a loss. I lost my youngest sister last year. Um, and that was the toughest year of my life last year. And even in that, you know, I, I looked at, you know, the love, the things that I learned, um, all the people that were around me, all those things, toughest year of my life, but still, you know, there were so many things that, and, and even, even in loss, now it makes me recognize even more why I should not lose a moment worrying about little things because unfortunately life will still bring us those big things where we need, you know, we need that worry muscle and, you know, we can't, we need to honor it. So I think it's, it's like anything else. The more grateful you are, you, you focus on a different plane and yes, things will happen, but at the end of the day, um, it makes life, you know, that much more, um, beautiful and it is beautiful yes there are bad things yes there will continue to be things that will happen but when you focus on abundance and what we see from something bigger than us aren't we lucky you know so i think i've I, you know in the last year um even more so uh it's shown me the importance of that 
So Rising, one of the reasons that we're talking today is that you are now a host with Global Voice Radio. Your show is titled Authentic Living with Roxanne. And so I would love for you to share sort of the, the mission of your show and some of the things that you're going to share with your listeners and talk about. And I know that there's probably some tips that you're going to share definitely from your years of experience, your book, the things that you're doing in your coaching business. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I think going back to that whole element of authenticity, uh, what I hope with um, my show will be able to achieve is to, I hope to have guests on there that have really had a path where they're going to share their journey. And if they've been disconnected, I want them to tell you how and what they did to get reconnected and what strategies that they do on an ongoing basis to be able to stay connected. You know, and um, I've met phenomenal people along this path in my, uh, since writing my book and speaking. And what I hope is that what, whoever I have on there will be able to teach me something and also you, because there's always something to learn about being authentic. I often say, this is my way I think of it is we come in the world authentic. If you think of newborn babies and what happens is as we go along, we get pricked and prodded and that authenticity almost gets hidden or shrouded. And the, you know, like they talk about a, you know, butterfly metamorphosizing it's the most difficult thing to go through, but it's so powerful at the end. And those are the people that I hope to um, have the privilege of having on my show so that they can, they can share their expertise, you know, whether they've been through um, a sickness or whether they um, teach people how to speak or whether they are coaches in different arenas. These are the people that are actually living, um, you know, walking the walk, um, talking the talk, um, and but living authentic lives. So I'm, I, for me to be able to have someone on, they have to have something that has really resonated with me that I think it's going to be a benefit to my audience. Um, so that's weekly. That's what I hope to be able to achieve with, uh, with my audience. One of the things that is so important for us as human beings is to be able to get back in touch with our inner self getting in touch with that authentic self and it is difficult and it's emotional and it can be painful because we're letting go of a lot of things that are comfortable and we have learned to live with and we sort of carry as a shield and so as you talked about the butterfly in some ways we have to let go of a lot of stuff a lot of uh, stories, but when we come out, that our heart, our soul, our spirit is free. Absolutely. And I think that's the power. Once you've been through adversity, right? I often say you can go left or right. And if we look at the world, unfortunately, with what, how people are coping, um, some people are really, people are trying to find solutions. But they may not recognize that the solutions, even if it may be a temporary solution initially, that it's maybe, you know, sending them down a rabbit hole. So my hope is that 
you know, people that are struggling, whether they're, you know, doing drugs or they're, you know, they're involved with the law um, or they, they're in a, a abusive relationships or um, been through trauma, that they recognize that once they are able to learn those steps to be able to get reconnected and don't let themselves be defined by what, by what they've been through or what they've done, to, to connect to that core, deep, deep, profound level within themselves, anything is possible. Is it painful? Absolutely. I'm going to tell you, I've gone through a ton of pain in the last seven years, even more pain in the last year. But what I recognize is that I, I honor it, I bear it, and then I let it go. And that's something, because most of us learn in our society, more so in the West than in the East, to bat it away. <laughs> and what happens is that just grows it. And with, with authentic uh, living with Roxanne, what I hope to do is to you know, have people on that will talk to us about ones that have embraced the pain, work through it. They're gonna tell you when, when they failed also. Um, because we want we want to hear about the real stories, and I think um, the platform that you've created, Denise, is a phenomenal one to allow people to, um, if they've never mm -hmm. felt that they've had a voice, um, to know that there is a way to connect with it because we all have a voice. Um, so that's that's what I hope people will get out of my show. Well, I am looking forward to your show and hearing your expert tips and also the, the lies and tips from your guests. And I wanna make sure that people know how to contact you. So can you share uh, your contact information? Absolutely, so my website is uh, roxanderhodge.com. That's R-O-X-A-N-N-E-D-E-R-H-O-D-G-E.com. You can just go to the site, you can Google me, um, I will come up. Um, based on where you are in the world, I do have a toll-free number, um, which is 833-929-0131. Um, so, you know, or send me an email, you know, which my email is just roxanne at roxanneberhodge.com. Uh, what I try to do is to get back to people in a relatively, within a 24-hour period, uh, based on what's going on in my day. And I wanna hear your feedback. Uh, this is a new experience for me. I have been uh, doing podcasts for a while, but I, wa I want you involved. I want you to tell me what you really think. I want you to tell me what, it, you know, if, if you didn't like something, because I want to know how do I meet the needs of the people that are listening, because I want you to come back and listen. Um, so hopefully you'll reach out and, uh, you know, give me a wave on Facebook or um, send me a message if something inspired you. Um, or if there's a topic that comes up and you say, hey, you know what? I'd like to hear about XYZ. I know a lot of experts in the world and I can probably source out someone um, if I don't know someone to come on my show. So those are the things that I'd really like uh, people to do once, they, once my show begins. So can contact uh, through her website, through her Facebook page, and also connect with Roxanne on the Global Voice Radio page and definitely join our Global Voice Radio Facebook group because we want to have conversations with our listeners and have them know the hosts, right? So you'll be able to listen to the shows and comment, ask questions. 
So we definitely want communication with all of our listeners. And Roxanne, your book uh, is available on Amazon.com. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. And also, um, if you connect it through my website, you can also uh, get a copy, either electronic or if you wanted a, an actual hard copy, that's possible too. So definitely uh, connect with Roxanne if you have any questions or comments for her. Join Global Voice Radio Facebook group, meet our other hosts, listen to shows, communicate with us. And I am just excited how we are ending 2017 and how we are looking forward to 2018 and sharing voices, sharing messages, and creating impact throughout the world. So Roxanne, thank you so much again for joining Global Voice Radio. Thank you for your time today. And I look forward to all of the future endeavors and adventures that we're going to have. Thank you. So grateful, Denise. So very grateful. And uh, I'm, I'm excited um, for the opportunity. And I think there's going to, 2018 is going to be the year. I can feel it. Yes, So thank you very much. And I know that we'll be uh, talking again soon. Join Authentic Living with Roxanne every Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern on Global Voice Radio.